0: Joining me is Dash Coach Randy Waldrum And last we talked, you were about to start this whole adventure here in Houston. How has it been? How has the adjustment been? And is it different at all than what you thought coming in?
1: Well, it's it's created a different set of challenges maybe than I was expecting. You know, I don't think you can ever fully prepare for it uh, because I've never gone through. I've started new collegiate programs from scratch, and I've taken over collegiate programs from scratch. But when you come into a professional environment and you have a whole different set of rules, you know, like dealing with the expansion draft and... Those type things. So it was. Uh, there was some challenges early on in putting the things together, and I think also it was a really rushed time. You know, when we built this, started this two years ago. But I think the progress that we've made over two years uh, has been phenomenal. You know, and I think every year we've just gotten better and better. And I think this year, as I mentioned earlier, it's it's finally a year that I feel more comfortable that I've got more players that play the way I want to play. And, you know, sometimes people think these things happen so easily, but when you're in a pro sport, in, in any sport, you know, and you're trying to make moves and player transaction, you can only move what's available to you to get. And you can only move what you have that you're willing to trade away to get those players. So it's not like recruiting that college kid that you're just offering a scholarship to and now you're just competing to get them to come to your university. There's so many other factors that, that, that uh, lie into it. But I think Brian and I both, I, think, I hope everybody feels we've done a good job of where we've come from in our infancy to where we are today.
0: How is it different to have to deal with World Cup, and Olympics and how have you been able to deal with it did you learn anything actually from doing it last year and dealing with the World Cup
1: yeah we did actually that's probably the heart been the hardest part of the job I would say uh since coming here it's just coping with not having you know your key players for such long periods of time the World Cup last year was a little different because that tournament you know is over a month in length and all of those players were leaving you know two months in advance to get into their respective camps to train so we were without those players for more than half the season last year and then after winning the u.s you know then they went on their victory tour and their celebration tour so we even missed them more than we had anticipated missing this year it'll be a little better because we're going to take a break as a league during the actual olympic games because that's just a shorter tournament 15 or 16 days so the league will not have games during that window of time but we'll still miss those internationals and our national team players prior to the Olympics as they go into their camps to prepare. So I think the way we've handled it a little better this year, what we learned than last year, is we weren't deep enough in every position to account for when those players left last year for the World Cup. So I think that's one of the things that Brian and I did this year is make sure in every spot we've got good, solid cover in each of those positions when we lose these national team players.
0: You have seven of them, from what I understand, that are going to be playing in the Olympics. How does that compare to the rest of your league?
1: Well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, it's the most of any other team in the league. You know, I think us and maybe, I can't remember, maybe Portland, who the other team that's with us, have lose six or seven players. We lose seven. And then looking at the rosters, everybody else looks like they'll lose anywhere from two to four. So... We're definitely hit harder than any other team in the league with our players that we're leaving. I think the upside of that is looking at things from a long-term standpoint, it means you've got seven world-class players on your roster that's going to be here with you for a while. So we just have to make sure that we
0: take care of business while they're gone. What is it like to go out on the field every day and have Carly Lloyd, the best player in the world, on your team?
1: Yeah, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's funny because I get asked that kind of a question a lot. And, you know, here she is, the world's best. And when you sit back and reflect on it away from training, you're, you you know, you're so proud, obviously. And, and, and you feel honored to be a part of a program that those kind of players are in. But really on the field, she's no different. You know, the, I think that's why she's the best in the world. She just comes out and trains and she's treated no differently than any of the other players and she doesn't want it any differently than any other players but she's such a great example because her professionalism of the work ethic that she puts in is something that's great for all of our young players you know she takes care of her body she takes care of her nutrition she puts extra work in in addition to the time we're putting in as a team on the field you couldn't ask for somebody to be a better uh,
0: mentor uh, to a lot of the young players that we have. You also have Morgan Bryan, who was on that World Cup team. She came in as the first pick for you guys last year. How well has she adjusted, do you think? And how much better is she than when she first got here?
1: Well, I, I had the good fortune of coaching her when I was the coach of our U23 national team. And Morgan came into a few of those events for us. And then we played against her when she was at UVA and I was at Notre Dame. So I've known what her capabilities have been before we drafted her, and that's why we picked her number one overall. But she's even better, you know, than I would guess. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't want to burden her with undue pressure, but I think she's the best young player in the world. You know, I I just think she's going to be the next big star for us as a country and obviously here with the dash she's already a one of our star players so uh, th- i know that's a lot to a big statement to put when you have so many good young players around the world but she's clearly in that conversation when you're talking about the next the next layer of players that's going to come in and 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 be the next stars when the carly lois you know step down but she's been fantastic she's uh, a little banged up right now and as soon as we can get her you know back to full fitness and health health we're, we're going to be
0: grateful to have her You lost one of the three that was on the World Cup team, Megan Klingenberg, one of your best defensive players. How is that loss going to hurt you guys, or do you feel like you you can compensate for that?
1: Well, it hits us hard because you don't replace a Klingenberg, you know, that easily. I mean, she's obviously one of the best outside backs that in the world and she was so clean and so technical. I think sometimes what a lot of our fans don't know behind the scenes and what goes on, but we didn't want her to leave and we didn't want to trade her away, but the league rules are set up such that when you have an expansion team, which we did with Orlando, they get the opportunity to pick players off of every team in the league and you can only protect two of your national team players. So we had to make a decision of the three we had, which one do you protect? And we knew that uh, when we wanted to keep Carly and Morgan, we knew if we left her unprotected, Orlando would take her. So we went ahead and made the trade, uh, which got us a, a first-round draft pick, which we were able to pick up the Janine Beckys and the Rachel Dailies and the Carrie Riccaro. So, uh, so we got some good value out of it, but uh, it wasn't one that we wanted to do. It was something we had to do.
0: Did you notice a difference in the atmosphere at BBVA after the World Cup, with with those three girls coming back, and and maybe a little bit of momentum, a lot of momentum for women's soccer?
1: Yeah, I think it was obvious. Just for one, in attendance alone, I think that that game after the World Cup, I think we had twelve or thirteen thousand there in in the stadium. But I think it continued through the rest of the season. You know, our fans base was was larger. I think more and more uh, people were aware. You know, I think just having Uh, the, the performance that the U.S. team in general put in and winning it, but then having Carly here and her having such a good World Cup you know, we we kind of got the benefit of both. You know, we got the success of winning the championship back here in Houston, but also having Carly being such a big part of that. We definitely saw, I think, I don't know what the numbers are, but I I, I think I heard somewhere along the way that the figures increased, you know, about 40% just on that alone. So we hope we can build off of that momentum from the World Cup and sustain it this year now, and, and hopefully they'll win gold in, in Rio, and we'll have two two great years of building off of that momentum.
0: I was about to say, how do you, how do you keep up that momentum? How do you keep people? interested in it, you know, things are so quick, the moment is so quick in sports, and people remember it for a few weeks, and then they're off to the next thing. Off
1: to the next big story. Yeah, you're right. You know, I think the the, the carry-on then is just with the quality of the league itself. You know, and I think right now, what we hit as a league is we hit two-year cycles. You know, we're going to have the Olympics, I mean, the World Cup every four years, and then the Olympic the year after that, you know, comes up as well. So you're kind of looking at two-year cycles where you don't have your players a lot, and then you'll have a couple of years where you do have your players. A little bit more, and I think now if the U.S. can continue to um, impress the way they have, uh, even if the other national team players that we have, if, if Brazil has a good you know World Cup, it will help us because of our Brazilians that we have in our team. But I think these two years, if we can build off as, that momentum as much as we can, then I think next year, I think the fans will actually enjoy having Carly and and Morgan and those players here year-round you know because the one thing is it's we miss them so much through the season the fans get to come see them but they don't get to see them week to week so i think we've just got to then really do a great job as a league of selling that fact you know that those players now are going to be here for a full season for us and and hopefully it continues to grow that way
0: i like to ask this because I'm a Houstonian and I'm always interested in what uh, the people from outside think about it. What do you think of Houston after uh, spending a lot more time here than I think you have before?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm originally from Dallas, but I've been away from even Texas for... 18 or 18 or, or longer years, I think. So coming back was great because Texas to me is is always home. You know, I, I I love Texas, so it was great getting back. You know, I spending time in Dallas, I didn't remember all the humidity and how much of that we, we have, and it's even uh, more hot and humid than I uh, remembered it being. Uh, but it's been a, a been a great move. You know, I've got grandkids up in Dallas and and family uh, still in Dallas, and and then having the opportunity to come back and coach in your home state uh has been a real blessing and so I've really enjoyed it but I'm still I'm still learning my way around Houston even after two years. You know, it's such a big city and trying to figure out the the pockets of back roads to take when all this Houston traffic hits.
0: Are we at all getting you closer, maybe to going away from the Cowboys? I assume you're a Cowboys yeah, fan growing yeah, up yeah, into the right. Texans. Can we get, can we get you just well, a little bit into know, that? I'm
1: headed in that direction. <laughs> My Cowboys haven't really lived up to the expectations lately, and and obviously, you know, JJ and and Brian Cushing and those guys are big supporters of uh, of the Dash, and with their ties with uh, with uh, Kaylee O'High, and so uh, it's great to have them. So I've got to go support them as well. You know, when they're supporting us, so absolutely, I'm a Texan fan.
0: And JJ, he's always supporting everything from Houston. So it's got to be yeah. great to just have, he's not only an ambassador for the Texans, but just an ambassador for Houston, yeah, which is fine.
1: Yeah, for the city. And, you know, it was a, it was a great year that they had last year coming back at the end after a slow start and seeing them make the playoff. And I think it's going to be an exciting year for them again. And same thing, I think, you know, it's, it's been a great sports town. I mean, the Rockets, it looks like they have their destiny in their hands with their last game. And, and, uh, you know, so it's just exciting. The Astros having such a great year last year. and you know, we just want people to recognize that, that we have a team here that uh, that plays women professional soccer, and try to get more of them out to the stadium. That's the big key now.
0: Coach Randy Waldman, Houston Dash. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time. Okay. Thank you.